Hey everyone, welcome back to the Dealing with Lifestyle podcast. My name is Fernando Ceballos. And I'm Randy Strag. And welcome to the episode. Yeah. So let's go ahead and pull up. So we wanted to do in this episode, um, as we wrap up the year, we wanted to share with you all the 12 different principles, 12, rule, 12 rules for life. You 12 said rules. principles, right? It's 12 rules, yeah. <laughs> you said principles, but it's okay. But you said principles too. I don't, maybe, but it's 12 rules. So. I think you said 12 rules and then you said principles and then I said principles. Anyways. Uh, whatever. <laughs> okay. So we're, we're here now. We're here now. Um, we wanted to share this with you all to kind of go over the things that we've learned and things that we picked up on these rules. And then um, that'll kind of be the episodes for, for these, for the end yeah. of the year. And then we'll do a quick recap of 2020 because I know we've talked about at the beginning of the year, kind of what our goals are and we can mm-hmm. kind of share how we did. For sure. Yeah. So we'll start with uh, rule one, stand up straight with your shoulders back. So this one was an obvious one to me because I didn't, without realizing it, this is a rule I, I'd instituted several years ago um, when I was trying to get my life together was like, no, you have to present yourself as the person you want to be. It's And I think Nietzsche's even talked about this is you, you're acting out the part of the person you want to be. You're not, you don't become that person overnight. You embody the ideas and the image of that person you want to be so it's like do you view do you want to be that successful person who works all the time well what does that person do with their time and how do you act that out to become that person yeah it's similar to the um that phrase that people throw around like don't dress for the job that you have dress for the job that you want yeah and i think jordan peterson's actually including that in his next oh, is book. He? yeah 12 more rules for life gotcha yeah that's pretty cool um i just don't think enough people like Again, another quote that I'm probably going to butcher. I'd rather be prepared for an opportunity that I don't get than not be prepared for an opportunity I can't take advantage of. Right. And I think so many people are waiting for the elevator to come down and pick them up to where they want to go, but they're not even ready to sit in that elevator. Right. So then they jump into the elevator, go up to the floor, get out of the floor, and like, oh shit, I wasn't ready for this. Mm -hmm. And I think so many people, like, they're just, they're chasing this next level with the intention of saying, I'm ready for that Mm -hmm. because I think a title or a salary or a house or whatever the case is, is going to be able to make them someone else. Mm-hmm. And the reality is like, you don't just become someone else because you hit a new milestone. It's like you becoming, you getting to that milestone should be based on the fact that you've tapped out at the current level that you're in. Mm-hmm. And that's why like, whenever I talk to people about promotions is you can't expect a promotion until you've completely tapped out and you're spilling over into the next role. Yeah. Um, and, and if I were, if, someone, if you were to get promoted based on the fact that you can do 75% of your job mm-hmm. and now you can do 25 of the other one, like that's not enough. You should be able to do 110% and now you're spilling over to that other right. that position. Cause you've got to think about like in the terms of a promotion, if you're going to have someone working under you, who's going to take your former position, you're now responsible for coaching them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know what the hell you're talking about, it's going to be bad for the person you're trying to, to teach. It's going to be bad for you. It's going to be bad for the organization you're a part of. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is so many people like they get just caught up on the idea that, okay, if, if I don't get promoted, I'm not enough. And, and it goes back to those things. But, but yeah, this, this rule is a really good one. Uh, set them straight and, and with your shoulders back. Yep. Uh, rule number two, treat yourself like someone you are responsible for helping. Yeah, that one's a really good one, and uh, I'll let you start off on this one. Well, that one kind of goes back to what we're talking about, right? Like, if you're going to, um, if you're going to be taking care of someone, like the whole manager thing, right? Mm-hmm. You you need to be able to make sure that you can you can take care of yourself before you can help someone else out. Yeah, uh, and I think he he has the example of a parent, right? In this particular rule, mm-hmm. um, treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping. 
uh, I think it was like medicine. I think that was the example. Mm. Like you, you, so many times like we, um, it's very simple for us to give medicine to other people. Like say you're a parent and you want to give medicine to your kids. Oh yeah. Like you give the kid the medicine, like no problem. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to taking care of yourself, you're like, well, I just don't know if I deserve it. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should take it. Maybe I should look out for someone else. And I think so many times like we treat other people better than we treat ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think the idea here goes back to like, you have to remember to take care of yourself the way you're going to love someone else. Mm -hmm. Is that, is that going to make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think that's totally right. And, and if you're going to treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping, you can even look at that as, Hey, these are the goals that I have in life. Well, now you're responsible for helping yourself get there. And there's a quote by Winston Churchill I like that I have on my desk is uh, the price of greatness is responsibility. And I totally agree with that. You So if you want those things, you are going to have to take on the responsibility of achieving them. Yeah, similar to the whole idea of the, you know, extreme ownership, right? Yep. Uh, rule number three, make friends with people who want the best for you. Oh, yeah. This one is a tough one, I think, for a lot of people. Um, for whatever reason, I think I'm good at this one. <laughs> um, is, man, you can't hang around losers. End of the end of story, like, period. You can't hang around with losers, and you know what a loser is. It's the person who has the things that you don't want to embody in yourself. And you have to be around the people that can challenge you, can push you, can make you rethink what you think you know, and can help take you to that next level and how they push you. And, and just being around them encourages you to be a better you. Yeah. I think sometimes people get, they think about who they used to be. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes when, whenever you, you're so caught up on yourself, not in the negative context, but like you're focusing on yourself, you're thriving, you're, you're moving forward and you have this group of friends of people who used to make sense back then. Right. And then you evolve as an individual and you don't want to lose, you don't want to lose them because to, to a certain extent, like you're, you're losing part of your life. Right. And that's like a big deal. But you have to remember that you've leveled up. You yeah. have to find new friends to be able to surround yourself with. They're going to help you able to level up from there and level up from there. And I think there's people, there's what is it? Three type of people who exist in your life. People who are, um, people who teach you, people who are your peers and people who you can teach. Yes. And those are like the three different levels of people you want to have in your life. But there's also people who come into your life in phases, people who come into your life for a brief time and people who come into your life forever, mm -hmm. right? And so you have to remember that sometimes you have to just let go of some some individuals. Yeah, and and that's just, that's part of life. Um, but if you don't surround yourself with people who are going to level help you level up, uh, you're never going to be able to thrive. Yeah, there's a I have a quote by Jordan Pearson on my whiteboard at home. It says, uh, "You could be more than you are. Don't sacrifice who you could be for who you are. And if that means cutting out some relationships in your life that don't help propel you to who you could be." then got to cut them out. That's a wrap. Yeah. Rule number four, compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to who someone else is today. Yeah. That one is a hard one. I, it's a hard one for me for sure. And I'm sure it's hard for a lot yeah, of other people. For me too. Cause it's really, you really want to play the like comparison game. And, and I think that's probably because you and I are both competitive too. And it's like, well, I want to be better than that person, but it doesn't, it doesn't serve you well to do that. It's going to drive you up the wall. Well, cause it gives you a metric. It gives you something for, to be able to strive towards. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think the easy way, the easy way to compare yourself to someone is just, okay, we're the same age or the same background, you know, look, 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 look where they're at and look where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And, uh, if you're not where they're, they're at, 
you start feeling less than. Yeah. But you forget everything that you have uh, accomplished as an individual. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm 30 years old, but I've done so much with my life. But if I were to compare myself to someone else who's been able to do so much more in their life by 30, right. like you start to feel less than. Right. It's like you shouldn't compare yourself to Mark Zuckerberg. No. It's like, no, that's preposterous. Yeah. There's no, there is no benefit to be gained from doing that at all. Yeah, that's why I really like the idea that, you know, as long as you're comparing yourself to the person you were yesterday, like you, you're, you're measuring yourself against the right metric. Mm-hmm. Because again, it goes back to the idea, are you 1% better than you were yesterday? Right. Um, and if you're not, like you're moving in the wrong direction, but I just don't understand. Like, I'm trying to think, did social media make things worse for this? Mm-hmm. Or was I comparing myself to other people when I was a kid? Mm-hmm. And I think I was, right? Yeah. I, I think, think social media just gave it a microphone and amplified that that inner insecurity for a lot of people because like man I grew up I didn't grow up with a lot of money and you know I had a lot of friends who had really nice houses and really nice things and it was like damn you know I, I wish I had that and then you go and and I've thankfully gotten away from that where it doesn't bother me anymore um because I realized how it just doesn't help me at all. And, but I mean, I know I, I see so many people on social media where it's like, you know, they're following these quote unquote influencers who have, who supposedly have these Rolls Royces, but in fact, they just like found one in a parking lot and taking pictures there. And it's like, that's all bullshit. It's not real. Um, and it doesn't help you. It doesn't help them. Like, but even now, like, are, are you measuring, like, say you do measure yourself against someone, right? Say you do fall off the wagon and you forget to compare yourself to yourself and you compare it to someone else. Like, is it the right metric? Mm-hmm. And I think so many times we get caught up on the superficial materialistic issues and we get forget to compare the, the right things. Like, is that person happy? Do they have the right relationships? Do they, are they, um, you know, going after what they truly believe to be a meaningful work? Right. Like I look at all these people who are focused on like marketing, right? Uh, I'm not trying to discredit marketing here, but this is an example. He's totally who, going after marketing. Who are pursuing certain things about, um, manipulating people to buy a certain product mm-hmm. like yeah that they're multimillionaires and like to a certain extent i envy the fact that they're like multimillionaires mm-hmm. but i don't envy the fact that they're the way they got their wealth is through manipulating others right and to me even though i make a lot less money than they do by doing the work that i do to me that that particular work that i do is more meaningful mm-hmm. because i'm contributing to the communities and to me even though it doesn't have the same monetary value to it to me that's more more valuable mm-hmm. right and so again that's a disservice to myself for comparing myself and even having this explanation. Mm-hmm. But whenever you do fall yourself short, like at least do it in the right way, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's very easy to fall into the trap of saying like, you know, my life is shit because I haven't had the opportunity to have a Lambo. Right. Like, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. Rule number five, do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be hard for us to speak on to an extent just because we don't have kids yet. Um, but I think it's a good idea. Like don't, don't let don't you don't want your kids to grow up and you not like them and it makes you a bad parent if you want to be a good parent and you want your kids to do what's right like the kids are moldable kids are very impressionable and if you're going to let them get away with things that you think and or you know to be wrong then you're not doing your job as a parent to raise them to the standard you think they are supposed to be at in society i'm going to extrapolate a little bit here and i I don't hope people are going to take this the wrong way. But to me, like this is also for a partner or for a friend. Yeah. Right. And I think the only th- part that people may get cut off on is the fact that this, this rule says let, 
And I think it's not a matter of you having authority over someone Mm -hmm. or you giving them permission because as individuals and as adults, we get to do whatever the hell we want. Right. So this is more on the fact that, you know, if, if I'm in a relationship and Brianne does something that I really don't enjoy and I never let her know that I don't enjoy that or Mm -hmm. I don't like that, like it's only going to drive us more apart. Right. Rather than me speaking up and saying like, Hey, I really don't like it when you use a certain thing. Mm -hmm. Same thing with our friendship. Like if you're doing things that I don't enjoy, like, and I don't tell you, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to start disliking you. Yeah. Well, so I, uh, to that point, there was a, a, a conundrum that happened earlier this year. If you let people do things, uh, that make you dislike them and you, it, it's just going to fester and eventually it's going to boil over and it's going to blow up one day. I literally saw that happen this year and I, it happened like a month after I finished reading this book and I was like, Oh, this is exactly what happened. Okay. I get it. Like, there's no salvaging this. It's it's gone. So, yeah. But it's like, okay, I see what happened here. And I, it was a good lesson to be like, all right, don't let people do that. I think like over-communication is key, right? In relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes we give people the benefit of the doubt. They're going to be able to figure it out on themselves. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen. Right. Uh, and I think to your point, like we need to be able to speak out and to say, like, hey, this is this is going on, and yeah, those conversations are going to be uncomfortable. But yeah. remember, uncomfortability brings growth. Well, I mean, what's the benefit of all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if the relationships gets better, that's the benefit. Mm-hmm. What's the con? Oh, the person gets upset, and, and we break the relationship. Right. What happens if you don't do something? The relationship gets bad, and everything's gone. Mm-hmm. So one way or another, that you have a a sixty six percent chance that the relationship is over if mm-hmm. you don't speak up. Right. So. um yeah, that's rule number five. Rule number six, set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. Yep. This is one that people have a lot of, a hard time with. Yeah. At least in social media that I've seen. Yeah, and they give him shit for this because it's the idea of clean your room and get your life together. And people just say, like, how can the world be a better place just by simply cleaning my room? Yeah, and they, well, they, miss, they miss the point. Yeah, the point is taking on individual responsibility. Like, if you don't have your act together, how are you... How are you the authority on what other people should be doing with their act. Well, like you see it all the time, like people giving you relationship advice mm-hmm. when they're about to get through a divorce. Right. <laughs> I mean, like, you yeah, know? that's like taking business advice from a homeless guy. It's like, yeah. mm, I don't think so, dog. Yeah. Like I'm good. Maybe you can learn from the mistakes not to make. Yeah. Right. Maybe he went through some stuff and you can learn some things, but yeah, I just think so many people are, they, they want to give advice in areas that they don't have together. Mm-hmm. And I think you can give advice to a certain extent on the things that, you know, you learn through your experiences, mm-hmm. but I think the word that comes to mind is entitlement. Like mm. so many people feel entitled to be able to give advice on certain things before they get it together. And I think when, when you get lost in the idea that you can fix everybody else's problems without worrying about your own problems, like that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I see all of this, this, uh, discourse on- online, like whether that be videos or just in, in forums or whatever the case is, like people are going after each other just for the sake of being able to say like, I was the reason who fixed all these things, mm-hmm. but they fail to realize that their life is on sham and shambles and they can't figure it out. Mm-hmm. I just, I have a really hard time with this one because like you look at the, the things that I do in the community, like you see it happen like every single day, mm-hmm. like everyone wants to come in and say, I have the answers for everything, but they don't even know how to fix their own shit. Like in, in their, in their own individual life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't want to go deeper into that, but yeah, yeah. read the book, (laughs) read the book. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We'll catch you next week.